Lord, we exalt your name for who you are. We thank you for your word that is coming afresh to us again today. We thank you for what you said to do in our lives. We thank you for the entrance of your word in our heart today. We thank you because your word will make us simple in you. We thank you for the way you've kept us since last week till this. We thank you for your word that came to us last week. We thank you for the word you are said to speak to us again today. Father, we ask of you today, please Lord, let your word profit us. Let your word mix with faith in our hearts. Let your word go to the fertile ground of our hearts. Let your word germinate. Let your word bring forth much fruit. Let your word bring forth much fruit. And let our lives be blessed. As you are about to ask us a question today, where fell it? You are asking us a question today, Lord. We ask of you that we will be able to locate where things are going wrong in our lives. And we will be able to give you an accurate answer to today's question that you are asking us. This is our outcry. And we know that you will do it. We know you are able to answer our prayers. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Friends, the topic we, that God has for us today. in the week this week week broadcast is where fell it where fell it we can also say where did it fall where did where did it fall god is asking you an important question today that where fell it? Our text is, take, is taken from 2 Kings chapter 6, from verse 1 through 7, where the memory verse will be taken from 2 Kings chapter, the same chapter 6, verse 6. The Bible says, And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. If you look at the story of our text today, it was talking about the sons of the prophets. They were dwelling with Elisha. They've been together. They've rubbed the mind 
together. But it got to a time that the place God, all of them were dwelling was too straight for them. Or let me call it was too small for them. The place could not accommodate them again. They needed expansion. They needed promotion. They needed lifting. They want to spread their tentacles. They want to move forward. These sons of the prophet, they are likened unto us. Children of God. Believers in Christ. They know is these people, they were not those that did not know God. They know they knew God. The Bible called them sons of the prophets. And they stayed with Elisha. And I want us to know the life that Elisha lived those times. He was a godly man. And they lived with him. But a time came that the place could not accommodate them. They went ahead and asked Elisha. They took permission from Elisha before they could take a step to spread their tentacle. Friends, the first question I want to ask you today is the place you have now you are you are now you are not comfortable with it truly you want to move forward the business that you are doing now you are not comfortable with it. maybe you are not comfortable with it but you need to move forward but the question I want to ask you today is who did you tell did you inform God that this way I am I am not comfortable I want you to move me forward because when you ask your father in heaven over every situation over every step you want to take when it seems that there are troubles on the way he comes to rescue you because you have, you have consulted him because you have involved him Assuming that these sons of prophet did not involve Elisha or they did not involve God in their business or they did not involve God in their moving forward, they wanted a place that is bigger than where they, have, they were then. If they did not inform God at that time, that time of trouble in which the ask and the ask air fell, God also wouldn't have even intervened. But because they have involved God, it made it very easy for them to go back to God through Elisha and ask God and told God where the where they had exactly fell. In verse 2 of the same second Kings chapter 6, the Bible says, These sons of the prophet said went to Elisha and he obtained the permission. Let us go, we pray thee, on 
unto Jordan and take thence every man a thing. Let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And Elisha answered, Go ye. Elisha gave them permission to move forward. Elisha gave them permission to go and do what they wanted to do. Each of them went with a pole. King James says a beam. And they went to Jordan to go and cut trees. They were given permission to move forward. They were given permission to spread their tentacles. They were given permission for expansion. Friends, I want you to pause a bit. That thing that you are doing now, that business you are into, that plan you have begun to make, or the plan you are set out to do, who did you involve? Who did you involve? And even if you have consulted God, has God given you permission to go ahead? You need to take a permission from God. This today's message is talking to believers. It's not really, it's not talking to unbelievers today. It's not talking to those that have known God, that have not known God. It's talking about those that have known God. So if you are among those that have given their life to Christ, that have known God, God is speaking to you today. That particular thing that you are said to do, who did you involve? Did you tell God? Is it your friends you told? Is it people that are around you? Did you involve God? In verse 3 of the same second Kings, verse 6, and the Bible says, as they went forward, and one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, Another lesson that God wants us to learn here today. The sons of the prophet did not even ask or obtain permission from Elisha to go. One of them was wise enough to tell Elisha that we want to ask you for one more thing. We are begging you, we beseech you, Elisha. We want you to go with us. Just go with us. And the Bible says, Elisha answered and said, I will go. Friends, one thing is for you to obtain permission from God over what you want to do. Another thing is for you to carry God along. Another thing also is for you to carry the presence of God to what you want to do. In this year, this is the, this is the month of February. I know you have, we have not gone too far in this year. Are you going with the presence of God where you are going? Even though you have asked and prayed, and God has given you the go ahead to do such thing, are you sure that where you are presently, in that thing that God has given you permission over, are you sure you are carrying the presence of God to where you are going? Are you sure the presence of the Most High God has not departed from you from that particular business? Or that particular thing that you have sought the, the face of God towards, are you sure you have not compromised? Are you sure you have not gone astray? Are you sure you have not even changed the plan or what 
and gives us permission and leaves us like that. His presence must go with us. Friends, when you want to succeed in everything that you are doing, carry the presence of God alone. Do not leave God's presence and engage in anything. Whatever thing that God has given you permission to do, tell it to God himself. Thank you. 
Elijah and said, Allah has mastered or it was God. Friends, the beauty about this is that when you remove God in what you are doing, when you carry the presence of the Most High God to whatever place you are going or to into your environment, when anything goes wrong, it will be you have the confidence to go back and ask the God, Lord, this has happened, help me. This has happened. You will tell him exactly what has happened to you. The confidence and the boldness is there for the son of the prophet to ask, to go back to Elisha, to say, Master, Allah has mastered, for this was borrowed. Even though he did not tell Elisha before that it was borrowed, but they, they, they obtained permission from him, he himself followed them to Jordan. And when there was trouble, he called upon God through Elisha. And I want us to follow, I want you to follow me to verse 6 of 2 Kings chapter 6, which is also our memory verse. The Bible says. And the man of God said, Where fell it? The man of God asked the question, and that is the title of our message today. Where fell it? And the Bible says, This same son of the prophet showed the man of God the place. What you just need to tell God today, where fell it? And I wanted to ask you today, maybe you also, maybe you at the time of ignorance, before you listen to today's message, maybe you have taken a step without telling God. Maybe there's a particular step, or you have not, you have taken that you did not invoke God. Maybe you have done some things without the presence of God. Mercy is opened unto you also today to ask for mercy. God wanted to ask him. He is, a, he is said to help you and have mercy upon you. Ask him first, Lord, mercy. I know I have missed it. I know I have not carried you alone. I know I have taken a step without involving you. Lord, have mercy on me. And when you have asked for the for mercy, tell him the way the thing where the thing had gone wrong. He's asking you a question today. Where fell it? Tell him where you are missing it. Tell him the loopholes. Do not hide from him at all. Tell him. The Bible says that the man of God asked, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. In verse 7. Okay, in the same verse, verse 6. The Bible says, and he, the man of God cut down a stick, an ordinary stick, in the eyes of everyone, and he cast it in Dida. And the Bible says, and the iron did swim. That's a miraculous thing. God can do all things. He allowed the, the iron to swim. Lord, 
creates miracles in my life. The miracles that have never happened before. What the miracles that have never been recorded in my generation before. Lord, create it in my life. I want us to ask and pray for everyone that is going through troubles at this point in time. Maybe they are on the sick bed. They are just, they cannot do what they have been doing before. They are just lying on the on the bed. Is it your marriage? God is asking you an important 
ocarina that is failing. The place of your, of, of your marriage that is failing. The place of your life that is failing. The place of your endeavor that is failing. Tell it to God. The Bible says this man, the prophet said, said and, and he showed him, and he showed him the place. Show God the place where it fell. Show God the place and it will intervene. In the name of Jesus. In verse 7 of the second Kings chapter 6, the Bible says, Therefore, said he, take it off to thee. After you have shown God the place where you are failing, God is about to tell you, He said to tell it, tell it to you today. Take it off to thee. Take it off. So when God instructs you after you have told him where you are falling, whatever instruction he gives you, go ahead and do it. After the Elijah has already brought, after the, the iron swam, if Elijah told the son of prophet, pick it up, take it up to thee, and he failed to pick it up, it is possible for that actor to go back to the water. Take the instruction God has given you after you have told him where you are falling. We there are areas of the place in your life that is falling. The Bible says of the, of the prophet, he put his hands on the on the earth head and he took it. This there was a permanent solution to his problem. Friend, God is said to fix your, your problem from the root. That is the reason why he's asking you a question today. Once again, create miracles in my life. The miracles that can never happen. 
Father create it. Tell it to him faithfully and is able to answer your prayers. In the name of Jesus Christ. So shall it be. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. By the grace of God, if Jesus tarries, we will come again to hear what he has for us next week. May God bless you. And I decree to your week, your week is blessed. In the name of Jesus, the Lord who is with you will send an altar of destiny your way. You will not miss your altar of destiny this week. In the name of Jesus, the Lord be with you. The Lord uphold you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, tell it to God once again, 
Lord, take away distractions that makes one not to fulfill purpose. Take it away from me. Take away every distraction that will not make me to fulfill the purpose of God for my life. Take away such distraction in the name of Jesus. Tell it to God once again. Shed your light upon my ways. I will refuse to walk in darkness. Shed your light upon my ways. In the name of Jesus, let your light shine. I refuse to dwell in darkness. I refuse to walk in darkness. I refuse to meditate in darkness. I refuse to see in darkness. I I refuse to walk in darkness. I refuse to think in darkness. I refuse to do anything in darkness. Let your light shine. Tell it to God, Lord, command your light upon my ways. Command your light upon my path. Lord, command your light upon every of my endeavors. I refuse to do anything in darkness. In the name of Jesus, as you are telling it to God, tell it to God once again, Lord, expose darkness. Father, expose darkness. Lord, expose darkness. In the name of Jesus Christ, tell it to God once again, help me to fulfill heavenly mandate. Help me to fulfill kingdom mandate. That assignment that you want me, the particular assignment, the specific assignment that you want for my life, help me, oh God, to fulfill it. In the name of Jesus, give me the empowerment, give me the grace, give me the anointing, everything I need to fulfill the kingdom mandate, to fulfill the assignment of God for my life. Father, give unto me. In the name of Jesus Christ, so shall it be. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Friends, the Lord wants to speak to you today. He wants to speak to you on the topic that says the kingdom mandates. Kingdom mandates. Kingdom mandates. We are going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. Matthew chapter chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. Kingdom mandates. What is the meaning of mandate? Mandate is an authoritative order. Mandate is an authoritative order. Kingdom mandate is an authoritative order from the king. Or an authoritative order from the king. The king decree or give a law. And nobody can change it. It's an authoritative authoritative order from the king. So I want us to see Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35 through 38. Matthew chapter 5, chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. The Bible says, and when Jesus went and went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Verse 37, 
then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Verse 38, Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Friends, what the Lord wants to speak to you today on is about the kingdom mandate. What is that authority or the order that God has given unto you to fulfill upon the surface of the earth? What is the kingdom assignment that he has given unto you? How are you fulfilling the kingdom assignment that God has given or put in your hands? We have seen today that a lot of us, a lot of Christians today, are being distracted. They have taken the attention of the assignment the Lord has given unto them. They are looking up to another thing entirely. They have been, they have, they have lost focus. The cares of the world, the business of the world, the affairs of the world, the pressure of the world, distractions of the world has taken away the kingdom mandate from the hands of a lot of Christians. But I pray today, as the Lord is speaking to you today, you will go back to his kingdom mandate in Jesus' name. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Friends, any kingdom mandate, any kingdom assignment that God has given unto you that is not majorly to win souls, that is not majorly to preach the gospel of the kingdom, it is not a, the kingdom mandate. It is not from God. So whatever the assignment that God has given unto you, the first priority of what you need to ask yourself is that this assignment given unto me, is it giving glory to God? Is it bringing souls to the kingdom of God? Uh, is it fruitful? Am I bringing souls to God's kingdom? Or am I populating the kingdom of God? Or am I depopulating the kingdom of God? This is the question that you need to ask yourself. Truly, if you want to fulfill the kingdom mandate. The Bible said Jesus, the Bible said Jesus was going about. He preached preaching the gospel of the kingdom. As he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the healing, and he was healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So one thing I wanted to note today is that whatever the assignments that God has given unto you, it must be the assignment that will win souls to Christ. It must be an assignment that is drawing, drawing souls to Christ. So any assignment that you have that is for your own selfish purpose, 
that is for your own selfish motive it is not a kingdom mandate many of us today we have we have we have left the major assignments because of what we want to take because of their final with money before because of our own financial purpose because of what we want to gain we have left the major kingdom of mandate and now we are feeding our forces we are feeding our pockets i pray the lord will help you today and have mercy upon you open your eyes today to go back to the kingdom assignment in the name of jesus christ the bible says in verse 36 but when he saw the multitudes when jesus saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them immediately jesus saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them those that god has sent to you those that god has committed into your hands for the assignments how are you moved with them when you see them are you moved with compassion on them or are you moved in order for you to gain from them how compassionate are you to the multitudes that god has placed under you how compassionate are you to those that god has called you over that will that one will show how you are fulfilling the kingdom mandate the bible say jesus say jesus when he saw the multitude he was moved with compassion because these people are fainting or are, or they fainted friends i want you to know today that a lot of people multitudes in the world today they are fainting they need help they need help the help they need god has given unto you to give them god has given you a particular assignment in which you will be able to answer to the what they need in order for this multitude not to faint but the problem we are having is that you have not discovered that assignment you have not discovered that kingdom mandate to be able to make people not to faint and let me even say that you have discovered it maybe you have not using you have not started using it there's another thing for one thing for you to do have a discovery another thing is for you to use or to to to, to apply what you have discovered so how have you applied the ministry or the commandment or the assignments that God has given or give put in your hands the bible says that when jesus saw the multitude did this multitude they were fainting he was moved with compassion the bible says they were scattered abroad while will the multitude scattered abroad the reason why they are scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd it is because the shepherd of the assignment has not taken over you are the shepherd of the assignment you are the shepherd of that kingdom mandate the reason why they are scattered abroad at this point in time is because you have not taken over the what god has told you to do so god is calling upon you today is not that god wants to criticize you over anything but god wants you to think deeply 
go back to what he has sent you to do. Set your life very well. That assignment, that kingdom mandate that he had given you, he had put into your hands years back. Have you fulfilled it? Have you started it? The assignment of God in your life, have you started it? If you fail to start it, another one will not come. And when God is speaking to you today, go back to his mandates. Go back to what he has called you to do. Go back to what God has called you to do. Do not allow his sheep to scatter around. Do not allow his sheep to scatter abroad. Don't let his sheep be like, like a sheep without shepherd. The shepherd of this mandate is you. And God is counting on you today to go back to fulfill this mandate. Friends, I want you to know today that when the call, when the time comes for you to give account of what God has sent you to do, God will not ask you of what you have achieved upon this earth. God will not ask you of, or, or, or cast you about your houses. He will not ask you of anything ephemeral things. What God is going to ask you is his own, his mandates. The assignments he has committed into your hands. That is the only thing that God will ask you. How have you achieved or fulfilled the assignments of God for your life? Friends, it is only God that can interpret this word to you today. It is only him that can speak to you. But I know there is somebody somewhere that God has committed one assignment or the other into his hand or her hand, but the person has failed to do it. That is the reason why this word is coming today. Go back to the mandates. Go back to what God has sent you to do. Do not allow distractions to make you not to do it. Go to the go back to the assignment of God for your life and fulfill it. I have discovered one of the reasons again why the assignment or the kingdom mandate is not fulfilled is because of the people people around us. A lot of people are wounded. We have wounded soldiers around. Wounded soldiers, I mean the people, the, the, the Christian among us, brethren among among us, had made some people to be wounded. They were they brought, they've already discouraged them through their actions, through their, their behaviors. But I want to tell you that you don't live your life around those that distract you. Because that day, they will not stand for you. You will stand alone to give account of what God has sent you to do. So don't allow anyone to discourage you. They are there. They will plant them there. Satan plant them there to discourage you. In order for you not to fulfill the purpose. It's you that will decide on your own that whether you like it or not, this assignment, this mandate must be fulfilled. Don't like, let anything around you hinder you from fulfilling kingdom mandates. Go ahead and do what God has called you to do. And you will see the Lord backing you up. Leave distractions alone. Leave people that the agents that Satan wants to use to, fulfill, to, to, to make you, to hinder you from fulfilling purpose.
purpose, leave them one side and fulfill the purpose of God for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord will help you. You will fulfill purpose. You will not live wasted lives in the name of Jesus. The Lord will open your eyes to the assignment, his mandate over your life. You will not come to this world just for coming sake. In the name of Jesus, as from today, the Lord will open your eyes clearly to see what he has for you. You will fulfill the purpose of God and the name of the Lord shall be glorified in your life. In the name of Jesus, this is what the Lord has for you today is the kingdom mandate. Go back to God's assignments. Fulfill the purpose of God. Rejoice in what the Lord has put in your hands and do not allow the sheep to scatter abroad anymore. God bless you in Jesus' name. By the grace of God, if Jesus tarries, he will speak to us next week again about, about, about what he has for us in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless your day. God bless your week. God bless this month for you. God bless your year in the name of Jesus Christ. Your name, your, 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 your name, your life is blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you.
the praise and exalt him. He is worthy for him for us to be praised and exalted. In Jesus name, we have victory. I wanted to tell you to God today, Lord speak to me. Father, please speak to me. Speak the word I have never heard in my life before. Speak new word to me, O God. The word that I have never heard in my life. Point to this. 
what profit shall this birthright do to you? And Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And he did eat and drink. And rose up and went his way. Thus, Esau despised his veteran. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in our heart today in Jesus' name. Friends, God is speaking to you particularly today. No matter what you are going through in life, no matter how it seems that you are at the tight corner of your life, Sit from the pit of 
rash decision. It will go and lie wait for you in the future. Esau came from the field and he went, he was fainting. He went ahead and begged his Jacob, feed me, feed me. Friends, another important thing that I want you to know today is that when you are looking up to men for help, when you are trusting in flesh, you are bound to sell your birthright. Bible says in Genesis chapter 25 verse 30, and Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am fainting. Or the Bible says, for I am faint. Friends, anytime that you look up to men, you look up to, to flesh, If you 
it is the future that you are seeing ahead that takes you to their place of destination. When you see a brighter future, it is a matter of time that you get there. In as much as you preserve your betterment. Bible says in verse 20, verse 22, verse uh, of, of Genesis chapter 25. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to this, or the point to that, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? He saw nothing in his birthright this, you know, this period anymore. And he said, What nothing shall this birthright do to me? And the Bible says in verse 33, and Jacob said, Even though you want to let go this your birthright, it is not just on the matter of gold. You need to sow it. Let it be established. Let us make an everlasting covenant that will show to me that I have become your head. I have become your head leader. The Bible says, and Jacob said, Swear to me this day, and he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. And the Bible says in verse 37, Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage and of lentils, and he did eat and drink. He rose up. He saw, he saw he rose up. He wanted to do like before. He had forgotten that the precious things, valuable things, had been taken away from him. The Bible says he rose up. He wanted to do the same way he had been doing. He still wanted to be still diligent. He still wanted to go to the field to, to, to do the way he had been doing. He still wanted to rise up to pray. He still wanted to do like the way he ought to or he had been doing before. He rose up. The Bible says he went his way. He went his way. Friends, that time that you needed help desperately and you needed to just let go your veterans, it seems as if you have, you have, you have gotten those things and you rose eyes up and you are going away. But I want to tell you, tell you something precious has been taken away from you. Are you there this morning? Before you can get a job, you need to you need to sleep with your boss or somebody that wants to offer you the job. It will be so not like you just touch this. Is it not just just sleep? Just sleep with the person and just move and get the job. It looks so simple to you. But friends, I want to announce to you. Valuable things have been taken away from you. Except you ask and you cry for God's mercy. Or maybe you are there also. In order for you to pass this last particular uh, exam, you need to sleep around for simple your lecturers. It seems as if it's just a normal thing. Just a normal thing. But I want to announce to you, valuable things have been taken away also from you. Maybe you are also there. You just need you are, you are so you are so desperately in need of help. You needed to ask for help or demand for help from someone, and it seems as if it's just normal. Valuable things have been taken away. The Bible says that when Esau ate this ate the, and drank, the Bible says he rose up and he went his way. He saw it as normal, but a greater impact had been made in his life. Friends, 
to know that nobody can take your veterans or nobody can take your blessing away if your veterans birthright is intact if your birthright is not taken away nobody can take your help of your veterans it is when your 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 blessing your birthright is taken away rather that your your veterans is at stake friends i want you to set your life very well have you sold your birthright it is time to cry to god that god should help you in as much as you have taken you have sold your birthright you are just living a wasted life except god showed you mercy what are the implications of selling your birthright when you sell your birthright your blessings is transferred or blessings are transferred in genesis chapter 27 verse 23 Genesis chapter 27 verse 23 The Bible says here that and he designed he designed him not because his hands were hairy and his brother Esau's hands so he blessed him transferred blessing when you sell your birthright People will not see you again to help you. What they will be seeing, they will be seeing another figure, his identity. The Bible says Isaac, the son, knew him not. Because they have because he they have the better has been taken away. The his eyes was, was not able to see who he was supposed to give the blessing to. Blessings have been taken away when you sell your petrol. Another important thing we need to know is cost field. No matter how is you are struggling, this is to just be only struggle you will see. You will discover that nothing is brought home from stock. If you look at Genesis chapter 27, verse 27. Bible says that and he came near and kissed him and said and he smelled the smell of his rain and blessed him and said see the smell of my son is at the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed at this point in time Jacob had taken the blessing what remained for Esau at this point in time was a cause field so no matter how he goes to the field and being diligent here, he will not be able to achieve because the platform in which the blessing is supposed to be to be given to has been sold away. Farming. Farming is another implication. Farming. The Bible says, therefore, God gave these of the dew of the heavens and the fatness of the earth and plenty of the corn. Jacob had taken away this blessing. What it remained for Israel at this point in time was farming struggling without achieving. Another thing I wanted to know is when you sell, sell your birthright is living you living a life of slavery. A life of slavery. You cannot a person that sells his birthright can never
attend to what is important in your life, an important role in life. A person that serves in divine Christ cannot achieve much. You cannot just get there except you are crying for God to have mercy on you. Another thing is not identity. Verse 27, 29, 32 of Genesis chapter 27. The Bible says that in verse 32, the Bible says, And Isaac, his father, said unto him, You are thou. You are thou. And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn. Selling your identity will make you to keep on introducing whom you are before you could bear strength. Even with that, people will not be able to bear strength. They said, Who are thou? They asked, they were trying to ask him, Who are you? Lost identity. Another thing is bitterness and sorrow. Bitterness and sorrow. Remember, verse Genesis chapter 27, verse 24 says, And when Esau heard the word of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry, and said unto him, His father, bless me, even also my father. Oh, my father. He was asking, crying bitterly. So, selling your birthright brings bitterness and sorrow. He also makes you to settle for less. Genesis chapter 27, verse 28. The Bible says that, and the Bible says, and Esau said unto his father, As thou but one blessing, my father, please bless me, even also me. Oh, my father. And Esau lifted his voice and wept. He was asking for just one blessing, and this blessing was not given unto him. Another thing is that it can generate hatred. The person that you sold your birthright to, when you see the person driving or succeeding, the element of hatred comes within you and you hate the person the more. Friends, if you are there in any form, you have sold your birthright. This is, it is high time you cried unto your maker to restore you. It is better not to try to send the better right at all. It is better than to keep asking for mercy. Check your life very well this day and see if you have not sold your better right. Search it very well if you have not sold it. If you can maintain your better right, I am telling you, your future is great. I want you to tell it to God today. Show me the future ahead of me. Show me the future ahead of me. 
that I will be able to run with it without selling my birthright. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In the name of the Father, in, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. If, if Jesus tarried by the grace of God, we'll come again to see what the Lord has for us. I pray for you, your week is blessed. You will not sell your birthright. The Lord will give you favor. The Lord will see you through. The Lord will show you the future ahead of you. The Lord will show you what, what the, the, how great your future is. And the Lord will guide you through it. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you today. Lord, we exalt you and give you all the glory. We thank you for all you've been doing in our lives. We thank you for where you've started with us. We thank you for where we are presently. We thank you for where you are taking us to in life. We thank you for the entrance of your word today that will give us life and give understanding to us and make us simple in you. We thank you because your word will come with spirit of the Lord. The Lord will your word will come alive into our into our after our lives. Your word will do us good today. We will not just hear your word just for hearing sake, but your word will bless our lives today in Jesus' name. As many people that you want to speak to today, oh Lord, I ask of you, touch their hearts. Let this word be more than let it be more than just ordinary words. Let it come with power. Let it penetrate through the heart of men and let your word do them good. This is my heart cry today unto you, O Lord. And I know that you will hear me. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Friends, God wants to speak to men in particular today. God wants to speak to you as a man. And the topic today is on behalf of your wife. On behalf of your wife. In Genesis chapter 25 verse 21, the Bible says, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. Men up there, the Lord is speaking to you today as you're hearing me. Pray for your wife. Pray on behalf of your wife to the Lord. The Bible says that Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife. His wife was barren and Isaac prayed for her. And the Bible says the Lord heard his prayer. And when the Lord heard his prayer, Rebecca became pregnant. Friends or men, God is speaking in particular to you today. Pray on behalf of your wife. Pray for your wife. 
Isaac prayed to the Lord. Isaac did not murmur. Isaac did not shift blames on his wife. Isaac did not abuse his wife. Isaac did not look into the weaknesses of a wife and keep blaming him, blaming, blaming her rather. But he prayed for his wife. And when he prayed, the Bible says the Lord answered his prayers. Your prayer as a man or as husbands to your wife, it is so important to God that when God sees a man or, a, or husband that is ready to bend his knees to pray for his wife, the Lord will answer him. And the Lord will hearken unto the voice of such men. God is speaking to you today. Stop shifting blames on your wife. Stop naming her. Instead, pray for her. The prayer of a fervent man, the Bible says it avails much. I do not know the, the weaknesses that is in your wife that anytime you see it, it makes you unhappy or it displeases you. It is high time you prayed for her. Stop lamenting. Stop abusing her. Stop shifting blames. Instead of this, pray for her. The same thing happened to Abraham God came to her in Genesis chapter 19. And God appeared and God started telling her him about what he wanted to do for him. I will bless you. You will be a blessing to generation. You will be the father of many nations. And at this time, he, had, he did not have a child. The child he had was not a covenant child. And when God was speaking, the Bible says he laughed. And when Abraham laughed, he told it to God. Is it when now that I am 100 years old and the wife is 90 years old that now that will give back to a child? He was looking at their predicaments. He was looking at what they were going through at the moment. And he asked God, God, instead, I know you are giving me this smile. Bless him for me. Bless this smile. Give him your, your blessing. Nothing could come out of me. He, at that time, he was so frustrated. He saw nothing coming out of him. Men or husbands, this is not, this is not the, way, the attitude you should have towards your wife. No matter what you are seeing in her, or maybe at this point in time, she is even looking for the blessings of the womb. You can pray for her. Pray to God on behalf of your wife, and God will hearken unto your voice. Do not take the example of Abraham and feel so depressed as if such will not come to pass. God is speaking to you today. Pray 
for your wife. The Bible says that when Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, the Bible says because she was barren, your wife might be barren of several things at this point in time. It might not be for the blessing of the womb alone. It might be bar- she might be barren for one thing or the other. Pray to God. The Lord will make her conceive and to have those good things that you expect her to have if you pray. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 25, verse 22, the Bible says the babies just stood each other within her. This is a fulfilled promise. When God hearkened to the voice of Isaac, a, a, a husband that prayed for his wife, the Bible says the babies, immediately she became pregnant. And two nations were in the womb. He never knew that two nations would came, or we come rather. Every what she was just demanding from God is that God give me a child. But in the, um, the, the prayer that he prayed, God doubled it and gave them two nations. And the two nations just stood each other within her. And this now became a concern to, to Rebecca herself. And she inquired of the Lord, Lord, what is happening to me? And that was when God spoke. God said, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be, will be separated. And then, then God gave the prophecy concerning the two of them. And after this, the Bible says in verse 24 of Genesis chapter 25, when the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. There were twin boys in her womb. These, these twin boys did not just come just for coming sake. They came as a result of a man that bent his knees to pray for his wife. And eventually, Rebecca gave birth to them when the time came. No matter how it starries, husbands, no matter how it starries, your heart desire, your godly heart desire towards your wife will come true if only you can pray for her. This is not the time to keep shifting blame like Adam too. When God came to us, why did he He said, the wife you gave me, the wife you gave me, or the woman you gave me. You do not need to keep shifting blames, like, Lord, you are the one that gave me this. Instead, bend your knees and pray. The period we have now, we discover that women or wives, they pray for their husband more than the men because maybe they were too busy. But do not allow your home to be like that. Pray. If you see anything in your wife that you don't like, stop lamenting. Stop shifting blames. Pray for her. When you pray for her, you will see what the Lord will do in her life. Remember, if Isaac did not pray for Rebekah, the two nations wouldn't have come. 
even if they will come, they might, it might not be at the time. But the Bible says, when he prayed, God answered him. So it means that when he did, assuming that he did not pray, those two nations will not come at that time. But they pray, the prayer of a man, husband, opened the womb of his wife, and the wife conceived. Friends, husbands, there are several things that are embedded in your wife. There are potentials. There are blessings on yet to be, to, be, to be known that is embedded inside your wife. Except you bring them out in the place of prayer for them, they might end up dying there. That is why God is calling upon you today, husbands, pray on behalf of your wife. Pray on behalf of your wife. And you will see what the Lord will do in our life. Very soon, it shall be known concerning your own, your own life that when the time came, he gave back to what? Twins. She, she gave back to twins. When the time came, the wife gave back to twins. When the time came, two nations came out of her. If only you can pray for her. Remember once again, pray for your wife. Husbands, pray on behalf of your wife. And the Lord will hearken unto your voice. God bless you real good. The Lord will speak to you through this message. The Lord will bless you. And they ask to keep praying for your wife, even when it seems difficult. The Lord will give unto you such acts in the name of Jesus. And very soon, you shall record testimonies concerning her. This is what the Lord has for you today. And the Lord will do you good in Jesus' name. God bless you. Remember, Pray on behalf of her. You are blessed. By the grace of God, next week, if Jesus tarries, we will listen to what God has for us again. Your week is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you once again today. Lord, we give you all the praise and exalt your name for whom you are. We thank you for how you have been helping us. We thank you because you're still there to help all the mom. We thank you for the entrance of your, of your word daily. We thank you for the way you've been speaking to us expressly. We thank you for your light that shines in our lives and shines brighter and brighter every day. We thank you for what you said You said to speak to us again. Be thou exalted, O Lord, in Jesus' name. The most high God we ask of you today. Lord, speak to us personally today. In the name of Jesus. Is there be any challenge or anything that has come away? Is anything we are going through at this point in time that is so mountainous, so big in our sight, and we are said to want to bow to such thing. Lord, we ask of you, 
give us the boldness make up make us to be bold as lion make us to have the strength in you encourage us strengthen us in the name of Jesus that we will never for any reason bow to Nebuchadnezzar that we will never bow to such problems that we will never bow to anything that is coming away that is exalting himself above God in the name of Jesus help us to cling on unto you to cling unto you no matter what we're going through help us to cling unto you to see you as a holy and holy in our lives in the name of Jesus and we know that we will surely overcome in the mighty name of Jesus Christ thank you faithful father in Jesus name we have prayed amen friends god has come to speak to you once again today he said never bow down to nebuchadnezzar never bow down to nebuchadnezzar of the truth nebuchadnezzar will have might have brought a lot of things your way nebuchadnezzar might have made an image of gold the image of gold might seem so enormous it might seem so high and he has set it so ex- uh, he has exalted this above he has set it on the plane of dura in order for you to see it clearly anywhere you are turning to now what you are seeing now is the image of nebuchadnezzar he had exalted this and made it so big that you are not seeing god again but you are seeing it you are seeing only the image in which he said bow and be saved but god has come to tell you today no matter what nebuchadnezzar had brought your way that is saying bow to such god said do ne- do not and never bow down to nebuchadnezzar he to he just come for a while if you can cling on to the god the most high god the creator of the heaven and the earth that created even nebuchadnezzar himself created his graven image created all things upon the surface of the earth if you can cling to the same god you will surely overcome the bible says all power belongs to god there is no power that is left for satan all powers belong to god he owns all the power and the god that owns all the power is only the one that you should bow down to never bow down to other image never bow down to anything that can make god to get angry at you the bible says the king nebuchadnezzar summoned all summoned all the influential people the governors advisors treasurers judges magistrates in all other province provincial provincial offices he called them to come to this dedication of his image that he has set up he has exalted and he told them that they should at his command every nation every man 
everyone as soon as they hear the sound of the of the horn the flute the cedar and the lyre the the harp our pipes all kinds of music he commanded them that you must fall down and worship the image he said this is what he said he brought every kinds of music and he wants them to hear i do not know what nebuchadnezzar had been bringing your way to hear i do not know what the nebuchadnezzar has been telling you this period he had come in diverse way to speak and suggest things to you in order for you to bow is he at the place of your work is in your businesses is in the ministry is in your family is it the situation you're going to what you're going to at this point in time nebuchadnezzar had come to speak in diverse ways he wants you to hear such thing he has come with diverse music just to hear but as you are hearing they've been coming and be speaking to you god said they'll never bow down to such nebuchadnezzar set your life very well this day is there anything that is standing as the nebuchadnezzar in your way right now that whatever thing you are seeing you are just seeing the images of nebuchadnezzar in every facet of your life you are just seeing the images never bow down to him never bow down to such situation never allow anything that will make you to go and worship any other god apart from your god apart from the owner of the heavens and the earth apart from the god that owns all the power the bible says is he, he brought it and said as soon as you hear the sound of these all kinds of this music you must fall down and worship the image it is a must he is commanding he is roaring he is roaring you must fall down but i wanted to tell it to to medicanisa again or anything that comes like medicanisa in your life that i i, I am not careful over this matter the medicanisa i will not bow down for you i will not bow down for you Nebuchadnezzar is a roaring lion. It is not a he is not a lion itself. A roaring lion. He roars. And anytime he roars, is the motive is to get you afraid. But I wanted to tell you to Nebuchadnezzar bag that comes to you like a roaring lion that I have a god. And this god I have is the god that is a lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the god that is the god of all lions. He is the god that can shut your mouth you Nebuchadnezzar let that situation that is coming your way that wants you to bow know that you have a god that is greater than all of them and when Nebuchadnezzar said you must fall down and worship the the image of god that the king that I have said and he said whosoever does not worship this bow down these people will be thrown into the blazing furnace he made the problem to be so great that in order for them to bow the bible says when you pass through, pass through water when you pass through fire i'll be with you one thing is that if only you can cling on to your god and bow only for the god that owns the heaven and the earth if you can bow to god alone in what you are going through now 
no matter the the, the, the what, what Nebuchadnezzar is bringing your way at this point in time to terrify you, I assure you, you will surely overcome. You will surely overcome. The Bible says everybody, everybody, every everybody, all people bow to this God that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. They all bowed. But three Hebrews, three Hebrew men, the Jews, three of them refused to bow to any other God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three of them in the province of Babylon, refused to bow to the same God, which Nebuchadnezzar said. He called, they went to go and report. The astrologers came there, went to meet the king to report. I want us to see the way they came to the king. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 3 verse 9, they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You will have seen these astrologers, they were all flatterers. They came to flatter the kings. There's a lesson we need to learn here, friends. When God sets you in the realm of power, or realm of affairs, be very careful of those that flatters you. They come to you today and praise you. They come to you today and say, Hosanna, because of the position of what you are having at this point in time. The same set of people in the future will come to say, crucify him. I want to ask you a question. When King Nebuchadnezzar was in the bush eating grasses, I want to ask you, where were these astrologers those times? Where were they? They told the king, oh king, live forever. But when this king was in the bush, serving the punishment from the almighty God, they were not there to say, oh king, live forever. Be very careful of flatterers when you are set in the realm of an affair. Another thing I wanted to know today, the Bible says that when they all bow down, the three Hebrews, the Jews, they refused to bow to this king. They went to report, the king and Nebuchadnezzar called them. And when they called them, they repeated the same thing. They said, oh king, we are not careful in this matter. He said, we will not bow down to your God. And we know that the God we serve will deliver us. And they said, even if this, this, even if our God will not deliver us, O King, we will not bow down to you. This one seems as if they were living. This is not lack of faith at all. They were this the people they were there to save God. They were not there because of what they wanted to get God from God. They said, even if our God did not save us, we will not bow down to your graven image. Except you get to this level in which that you will say, even if God will not come to rescue me, I will not bow. Even if everyone is saying God is a liar, I stand alone to say, God, you are faithful. You get to a level in which that even when everyone says there is no God, you stand alone and say, I know that my Redeemer lives. 
And the same God in which they told, they said, even if he will not rescue us, God came and delivered him. Kingdom. went again when they threw them into the into in, uh, in, uh, into the furnace. They came to them, met four. He asked all those that threw them there, come. How, how many people did you put in the in, in this furnace? They said there were three. He said, how come I saw four? And the appearance of the fourth is like the appearance of the Son of God. Who told him that the Son of God was there? The King of kings and the Lord of lords that can deliver all. Friends, I want to tell you, God is real. God is very, very real. He is not an abstract at all. Cling on to God in that problem or situation you are going through. Never bow to whatever thing that will make God angry. Never bow to any Nebuchadnezzar coming your way this period. Go to God and cling on to your God. Close and shut your ears towards every voice or the sound coming from Nebuchadnezzar. Look up to God. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of, of, of your faith, that can do all things for you. Friends, God has spoken again today. He has spoken once, you are hearing twice. Never bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's image. God bless your soul. And I pray for you today, whatever situation you will be, that will make you to think of an alternative outside God. The Lord will not allow such to come your way. In the name of Jesus, you will never think of an alternative outside God. In the name of Jesus, you will cling on to God alone. And very soon, you will share your testimonies. And everyone that hears will know that of a truth, the Lord reigneth. As Nebuchadnezzar said, Nobody must serve other God except the God of this, this the Meshat, Abednego, that the God, that except the God of the three Hebrews, man, which is um, the Meshadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The same God, we, we say, the same God of Nebuchadnezzar, rather, we say the same thing about you and say, only the God of this person you will serve. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. God bless you real good, in Jesus' name. If Jesus tarries, by the grace of God, we will meet next week again to hear what he has for us. Your day is blessed. This week is blessed for you, in Jesus' name. The month that is coming ahead, in the month of April, you will live to give testimonies. The Lord will give you a new song. In the name of Jesus, new open doors, new opportunities are coming your way. In the name of Jesus Christ. And in this month, the next month that's coming ahead, you will live to rejoice forevermore. God bless you in Jesus' name. You are blessed.